Greetings, adventure. Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. I'm Shiloh. And I'm Gabriel, and this week is our Claire class rebuild. Hey, guys. Welcome uh, to our Cleric class rebuild. We did the Bard last month and the Barbarian before that. Um, we have a, a document with all the information, like our, our whole new Cleric class. If you want to check that out, get into our Discord, um, where you can find, find the document there. Gabe, how do people get into our Discord? You can get into our Discord by messaging us on Instagram. We have a post set up on Instagram also that you can comment on. You'll get a link to our Discord. Unfortunately, we don't have the ability to just link to it in the post, link to it into an Instagram story yet. But all you need to do is just message us, comment on one of our Instagram posts, and we'll get you in there. Yeah, and that is D20 underscore Academy on Instagram. Um, uh, YouTube, we have YouTube stuff. Maybe we'll do other YouTube stuff one day. <laughs> I have time. Um, we'll actually do YouTube videos, but also all the podcast episodes are up there as well. Um, and I, I'm like more on Reddit now, actually, with, with the D20 Academy uh, account on Reddit and stuff. So if you guys want to have interesting conversations there, whatever, you may find me on there. Um, or Gabe as well. I'm talking about interesting, cool stuff. Okay, great. Let's get into the class rebuild. Hey, guys, cleric, clerics. Let's talk about clerics. <laughs> Alright, so I think a bit of overview first. Yeah. Going into this class. Yeah. The class is pretty good. Dude. You know? It's just like... Really good. Down to its bones, you know... Yep. Down to its roots. It's just a pretty good class. You know, it's pretty cool. It's yep. got spellcasting going for us. So that's always a big plus. Yep. It doesn't have like a bunch of huge blame problems, except for, I guess, it's really good. Yeah. It would be the biggest problem. I would say its biggest <laughs> problem is it's almost as good as Paladin, um, which nobody wants to, to be that because the Paladin is, like, the best, so. Uh, and nobody likes the Paladin. Just kidding. It's, like, everyone's favorite class. Um... Cleric, we have lots of experience with clerics. Like, everybody in every campaign we've ever played in has been a cleric. Not everybody. But there's been a cleric in, like, every campaign we've ever played in. Right? I think so. Like, basically. Um, they're just, they're so nice. They're just, they're just solid. They're, they're just, they're just a real, real solid, solid class. Yep. Um. And that's because of their mandated morals. To play a cleric, you must be completely moral yep now what moral code you follow that's up to you you know perhaps like murdering people's moral yeah but that's like that's like the base part of the class i think you know that's why i like it because they're like more like lawful you mean no because they get to kill people and say it's oh oh yeah 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 no honestly yeah that's why i wish god's edicts you know yeah so i get away with it um, mm-hmm. anywho... How to get away with murder. Yeah. The TV show, which I've sh- sure watched, yep. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Starting off. Yeah, we're, I'm gonna collect all this out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so, Cleric does not have a lot of base class stuff. Um, because it's a spellcasting class, um, most of, like, it's... Really cool new stuff you get when you level up has to do with the spells and the next spell level or whatever that you can choose from. Um, rather than actual class abilities or, or features. 
Um, so they don't have a lot. There's a ton of, like, blank. There's a ton of levels that just... You don't get anything. Um, except for, you know, access to a new spell slot level or access to more spells or something. Um, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that makes it a little bit more... I wouldn't say difficult, but it makes redesigning the class different. Yes. When redesigning a full spellcasting class as opposed to a full martial class. Yes. Um, also, cleric, the bulk of the cleric class has to do with the subclasses. There's seven subclasses. Yes. Um, and that's just irritating me. Because doesn't the wizard get like eight? One for each school? Yeah. Wizard gets like eight, clerics gets like seven, and then Barbarian gets like two. Anyway, I'm not here to complain. Sorcerer gets two. Yeah. Oh my god. And this. Okay. We're not. We're gonna talk to the. We're gonna talk about the sorcerer when we get there. We're gonna get to the sorcerer. We're gonna get eventually. to the sorcerer. If you want our thoughts on the sorcerer, we're not gonna talk about the cleric class really. Um, like review it because we already did that in the spotlight. We definitely talked mm -hmm. about the sorcerer class in the sorcerer class spotlight. Um, and what our thoughts. Anyway. We're getting off track. All right, mainly. Yeah. For this class, for this class rebuild here, we're mainly changing subclass features. Yeah. Because, Simply because, yeah. well, most of the features they get are subclass features anyway, so. Yep. Okay. So let's uh, let's just go down. We're going to do, like, a basic overview of our changes to, like, the base class features and then jump into the subclasses, which is going to take the majority of the episode. Um, and, of course, we do also like to do some building live so we have a couple features we've left open to to build right now um on this episode but uh let's start right. with uh, the cleric's most important feature spellcasting yes spellcasting uh the, the cleric as you know it in the player's handbook is a wisdom spellcaster because you know wisdom's great why not make a spellcaster the strongest spellcast yeah the strongest spellcasters wisdom yes it's wisdom Alright, enough of us ranting and going on tangents. Spellcast, we've changed slightly. Just like we did with the Bard, we are making your spellcasting ability dependent on your subclass. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, you give a brief overview. Like, the Knowledge Domain is now Intelligence. So if you're a Knowledge Domain Cleric, you now you use Intelligence as your spellcasting ability modifier which you use for your spell save and your attack modifier. I really like this change, and we've made it so that each one of the subclasses fits with the intended ability that we're going for. You know, like, uh, life, we kept with wisdom. We think it fits. But war is now a charisma nope, caster. that's not true. No? You changed that? What? War oh, is war's intelligence. intelligence right. yeah. War is intelligence, sorry. Which I really like. Dude, okay, so, yeah, so, three of the seven are still Wisdom, two are Intelligence, and two are Charisma. Um, yes. Sorry, I got the mixed yeah, mix no up. Yeah, no worries. But... And we're going to jump into the subclasses again, and we're going to detail what each what, what the spellcasting ability is for each one. But the reason we did this, well, there's, there's a couple reasons. One, Wisdom is really strong. <laughs> um, wisdom is, like, Probably the second or third best ability. Um, Dexterity is obviously the first. And clerics are already very powerful. Um, also, we did a lot of balancing, too, when it came to the subclasses, because they're way out of balance um, in the base book. But 
to to help balance the cleric out or whatever, if you change the spellcasting ability modifier, it helps in that balancing. So, for example, the war cleric is is very powerful. Um, let's just let's just take the basic class stuff, not what we change, but in the basic uh, player's handbook, war domain. That that's really powerful stuff, and with your spellcasting ability, also wisdom. You want to have a high wisdom because you know the cleric wants that for spellcasting and everything. Um, but you're also you also need wisdom for things like perception and you know all that kind of like juicy stuff. Um, whereas when you change it to intelligence, which is not as powerful and like versatile, I guess, like using as many things as wisdom is, it makes the class a little worse. Does that make sense? Like mm -hmm. if if we changed rogue to like using strength instead of dex that would make the rogue worse because strength dex is used in like everything you know armor class and initiative and all that kind of stuff where strength is not used in, in as many things or whatever and so it would actually make it a little bit worse because uh, the ability scores are not even in their power level if that makes sense so that's one of the reasons is by Making some of the subclasses have different ability scores, we can kind of balance it out in that way. Another one was just to fit the theme. So knowledge, obviously intelligence, trickery, charisma. Um, and so that if you know you are a knowledge domain cleric, you want to have a high intelligence for your character because they should be smart, right? The whole point of a knowledge cleric is like you care about knowledge and learning knowledge and like you're, you know, uh, some kind of like sage or something, right? That would obviously mean that your character would have high intelligence. And so then it would be weird if your, you know, character sheet doesn't reflect that, that you know, in, in your character. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're in the school of, like, trickery, like, you're probably, like, you know, you're a trickster. You're probably a, a, someone who charms and deceives and all that kind of stuff. So it would make sense for all your right. character to have a really high charisma modifier. Here's an idea. Here's an idea, you know? Yeah. We make the trickster a dexterity caster. <laughs> yes. Ooh, that's balanced. Yes, dude. That's what it needs to be more powerful, bro. Anywho, what are all right? Wait, there, so, there's other reasons. There's other reasons. Change. I feel like. Oh, are there? What? Maybe not. Anywho, yeah. So and also That's a change you made to spellcasting. Yeah. Pretty simple and straightforward. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Oh, okay. So that another reason is so that you can play a cleric with. And your options of races you can play is so much bigger. Um, because, you know, obviously you can always choose any race with any class. But because of the ability score improvements that each race provides, it won't always be the smartest decision for you. But if you can still play a cleric, um, but depending on your subclass, you can favor one of the three mental scores as your highest. You have now options to still creating a powerful cleric with way more races. So instead of just having to choose one with a high wisdom or whatever so you can play a good cleric, you can now choose one with a good intelligence or a race that gives a bonus to charisma or whatever, um, or wisdom too, um, because and then just choose a subclass that favors that spellcasting, uh, that, that ability. Um, it just makes that th there's more options when it comes to races. All right, yep. Another little boon there. So that's always changed for first level, I believe. Second level, yet town divinity, and a divine domain feature. We're gonna get into all the divine domains later. I don't believe we changed channel divinity at all. 
correct? Uh, we just changed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Why don't you explain this? All right. So we didn't change the channel divinity feature, but we did change one of the channel divinities right at first, at second level when you get it. Instead of getting turn and dead, which we see typically as a very situational ability that isn't going to come into play in every campaign or every setting that you are playing in. And it is something that you get really early on. You get your channel divinity, you want to be able to use it. And to just have one of your channel divinities relegated to something you're not, never going to use just doesn't feel good. So instead, we replace Turn Undead with a feature called Versatile Casting. So the channel divinity. As an action, you present your holy symbol and speak a prayer to call forth the power you're unfamiliar with. You may cast any spell from the cleric spell list with a casting time of one action as if you had it prepared. The spell must be of a level you have access to and still depends and still expends the spell slot as normal. Essentially, you can just cast a spell from the cleric spell list that you didn't have prepared, you didn't have it on your list of prepared spells that day, but you need that spell in this moment. Yeah. So you use your channel divinity as an action, you expend that spell slot, you cast that spell. Yeah. So not a super like big, really game breaking kind of power here. Um it's going to come and play more than Turn Undead, is not as situational and dependent upon your campaign and DM as Turn Undead is. Um, but just gives you a little more versatility um, when it comes to, uh, to to your spells. Already as a cleric, because you're a prepared caster and stuff, um, you already have all that kind of versatility. Um, but just to give you a little, a little boost um, there as well. Um, yeah, versatile casting. So, pretty, pretty simple and, and straightforward. <laughs> Um, so every, every cleric gets this, um, and then of course, depending on your domain, you also get a, another channel divinity option at second level, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. I believe the only thing we changed from the base class features after that is fifth level ability, correct? Yes. Alright, so at 5th level, you get Destroy Undead. Destroy Undead is uh, like a change to the Turn Undead feature yeah. that we just removed. So, we decided to remove that, obviously, but we haven't found a replacement for it yet, which is one of the things we're going to be going over in this class rebuild. Yeah, do you want to do it now or do you want to do it later? Hmm. I think perhaps we'll do it later after we've already gone through what we've changed with the subclasses so that, we have, so that the listeners have a, like a fuller view of what right. we've done with this class. Okay. Yeah, so the fifth level thing is the Stranded, and we're going to switch that up uh, later. And that's going to be that's gonna be base class, so any, any clerics will, will get this. Um, yeah, so let's jump into the subclasses, the Divine Domains. Uh, keep in mind, if you're on the dock, it's much easier to follow along with what we're talking about. <laughs> um, okay. So, first up, we have knowledge, you know, knowledge. They value learning and understanding above all else, and they they want knowledge. Okay, cool. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Nerds. Nerds, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, spellcasting ability is intelligence, as mentioned. Um, and did we change their domain spells? Don't think so. I don't think we change any of the knowledge domains. So okay. We are only looking at. But we do have a note here. Command okay, so identify. Um, for each uh, 
subclass. This is this is already a part of the player's handbook. We didn't make this up, but um, each domain has its own domain spell list. Um, so two spells at you get at first, third, fifth, seventh, and ninth level that you will always have prepared. Some are from the cleric spell list, some are from other spell lists. Um, but depending on your domain, um, you get these two spells um, at, at these these five different levels to always have prepared that are appropriate uh, and apply to the theme of your domain. Um, so we've changed some of the some of, some of the spells in the list. Knowledge we have not changed at all. However, we did have something uh, a note here that we uh, are going to want to figure out. So one idea we had. Mm. Because the knowledge domain, even after us balancing it and making it more powerful and stuff, because it's like one of the worst, definitely in the player's handbook, we still feel like it's a little weak. Definitely if the spellcasting ability is intelligence as well. One of the ideas we had is to, instead of uh, giving them two set uh, domain spells that, you know, adhere to the knowledge flavor, we allow them to choose two spells of that, you know, level from the wizard spell list. So... After we go through the, the features again, and maybe we can use your help as well on, on the Discord or on Instagram or whatever, if you think that would be too powerful or too broken, um, or if you think that that would help balance it. Yeah, so I, I like that idea. It's a nice little compromise there. The knowledge domain is a bit lacking in comparison with the others. Mm -hmm. Even after the changes we've made, we still feel like we could use a little, little something special. So we're going to keep that in mind. It's not set in stone yet. Yeah. All right. Past the domain spells, we have first level. You gain oh, I knocked my mic. All right. Sorry about that. You gain proficiency with heavy armor. This is a thing that I'm still kind of on the fence about. Mm-hmm. Because I see that it's... Yeah, it does help to make the knowledge domain a little bit better. But I just don't know if it fits. Yeah. Fits flavor. Yeah. So yeah. That was another thing we added to like try to see if we could we could balance things out a little bit here. Um anyway, so yes, we're keeping that in mind as well. Alright. Additionally at first level you learn two languages and become proficient in your choice of two skills or tools of your choice. So you can like choose proficiency in perception. And it's one of the obscure tools. Cartographers. Cartographers. Yeah. Wait, that what you said too? Cartographers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so useful. So useful. And essentially, you you gain expertise. My expertise. Thank you. My mind just went to insight, 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 insight. <laughs> like, you no, gain it's not insight. insight. It's insight. not insight. Yeah. Your expertise in those two proficiencies that you choose. Yep. I think that's nice. Fits knowledge domain. I think. And I love giving people expertise in things that they feel that their character should be good at. Yep. It's cool. I agree. Alright, moving on. What's the channel divinity that they get at second level? Alright, so channel divinity we've called Know Thy Enemy. Not we. Me. Okay, blame me. Know thy enemy. At second level, you can use your channel divinity to learn important information on your enemies to better face them in battle. When you hit a creature with a spell attack or a creature fails a saving throw against one of your spells, you can expend one use of your channel divinity to ascertain information on the creature you are fighting. The DM tells you the answer in regard to two of the following characteristics of your choice. One option is to learn their armor class and current hit points. Another is all of their immunities. 
uh, or all the resistances, or all the vulnerabilities, or all saving throws they are proficient in, or all skills they are proficient in, or the level of the highest level spell they can cast. Um, which is kind of a confusing one, but basically, the highest level spell they can cast. They can cast. We we yep. have to we, we're, word it strangely <laughs> because innate spell casting is a thing. Um. Yes. Yeah. So sorry about the wording, but it's just to make sure that it covers all bases. There. I really like this. I really like this. <laughs> I really like this. I really I like think it. that there needs to be more like abilities in the game that tell you things about the creature that you're fighting so that you can better, you know, work around that and strategize around those things that you've now Yep. that you now know about what you're fighting. Yep. This, I love this so much. Yeah, this can be like pretty awesome and pretty good or like okay, depending on the situation and like your DM and like how they build encounters and stuff. Um, definitely, like, for, for me and Gabe, as people who have been playing for years and years and we're very familiar with D&D, this kind of ability is, like, amazing to us <laughs> because we both love, like, the tactics of combat. And with this ability, being able to learn the creature's, like, armor class or, like, the resistances or, like, the saving throws they're proficient in can totally change how we, um, you know, play the party and, and how we use our, our, all our different abilities and how we ca the spells we cast and stuff dependent upon the you know these features that we've learned of the enemy um however i think this is not always the best um because if you know if it's kind of just like a basic you know sack of hit points monster with a basic armor class and basic like claw attack or whatever like this is you're not really going to get anything out of this um in that battle um but otherwise like learning which saving throws are proficient in to know what spells are better to cast against them um, knowing if they have like proficiency in athletics or whatever to know if you if your barbarian or fighter should like grapple them um, Knowing the, the the spells that they can cast so if you have to like save up a counter spell or whatever not sure if they know that <laughs> But if they can tell the wizard to save up a counter spell or whatever sadly like we've mentioned before a lot of monsters do not have any immunities resistances or vulnerabilities, which uh, I dislike me and Gabe both dislike Yeah, um, we wish they had more in which case this would become much better if you're the kind of DM who likes homebrewing, or you have the kind of DM who likes homebrewing lots of monsters with resistances and vulnerabilities to make combat more interesting and tactical, then this ability is going to be even better. I just had like a banger of thought not to interrupt this train of thought here. No, go ahead. I was thinking about spell casting, and then I thought, what if we made like, the cleric a... What if it wasn't a prepared caster, and only the intelligence subclasses were? That might be a little bit too deep the sauce there for Ooh. us to go Ooh. but i kind of like that and it fixes our, our problem mm-hmm mm-hmm maybe yep 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 let's let's rain check that i like that <laughs> okay next one uh it, we don't want to like i don't even know if like it's super like legal to have all this stuff in here because we copied a lot of the stuff from the player's handbook the sixth <laughs> level is the same so we're not gonna go over it if you know it, yeah. you know it. Go find it. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the ones we keep the same, we're not going to just reread. Um, so, sixth level ability for knowledge is exactly the same. I really, really like it. All right. Now we get to the place where mm. my most hated ability that the cleric has yep. is supposed to go. Yep. Po I mean, that is potent spellcasting or divine strike. <laughs> 
these features suck. <laughs> and I could go on a rant, but I'm trying not to, okay? <laughs> yeah, this is an 8th level, and it's literally just a damage boost. Spell the potent spell casting is just the damage boost for when you're casting spells. Cantrip. Strike, it's Dude. just a damage boost when you're hitting someone with a stick. Dude. You know? Potent spellcasting is cantrips. At least with Divine Strike, it's given to the, the subclasses that are given proficiency with martial weapons, like mm -hmm. War and Tempest. You are actually, like, using weapons, you know, some of the time. And so it's actually worth it. Like, an extra DA damage is pretty pretty good. Potent spellcasting, getting it at 8th level, getting a boost of, like, plus, like, what, 3, 4 to your cleric damage, it's just... Not cleric. Also because cleric cantrip. cantrips suck. Sorry. Cantrip damage. I just... <laughs> the point of cleric, <laughs> having proficiency with, like, simple weapons and stuff, is because they don't have good damage cantrips. They are really aren't supposed to use their cantrips to damage. I mean, you know, you can do whatever you want, but... It's, you know, things like mending. Their cantrips aren't the best at damage. Yeah, light know. and stuff. And the reason they have access to things like maces and quarterstaffs is so that they can use those... If they, you know, early levels, they ran out of spell slots or whatever. Um, but, okay. Anyway, we, we don't like those. So, we kept some, we kept some Divine Strikes if they fit the subclass. But, we definitely got rid of all the potent spell casting. Alright. Oh, also, and we, yeah, go ahead. We changed. Okay, no, you go. There you go. I was just gonna say what I think you're about to say. We changed it from eighth to eleventh. Yes. Yeah. So instead of getting another subclass ability at eighth level, you now get an ability at eleventh level. This spreads out the sp oh, the uh, subclass abilities a little bit more. There's a big gap there between eighth and then seventeenth. Yeah. So that's not something that we really like. We like it when you get consistent abilities. Mm -hmm. While you're leveling up, not there isn't like big gaps. Yeah. So we thought eighth level was fine. You know, and it already has an ability score increase. I don't think it needs any more. So we moved the subclass ability to eleventh level. Yep. Um, which, yes, makes the class worse. But uh, I I'm okay with sacrificing that because uh, the class is already pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And for the Knowledge Domain Cleric, your 11th, abil 11th level ability is Telepathy within 60 feet. Yep. Love it. I love Telepathy. Um, as you can tell, oh, 17th level thing, Visions of the Past, exactly the same. Um, yep. Except just instead of Wisdom score, it's Intelligence score. Um, yeah, let me change it here. I changed it. <laughs> I changed it at the bottom, but not in this part. Okay. Telepathy is... As you can see, the Knowledge Domain is like has not really not a lot of stuff to do with combat. Um, except for the Know Thy Enemy. Most of the other things are very, like, utility, out-of-combat kind of things. Um, but that's totally not a problem. Telepathy is, like, so fun. <laughs> yes. Um, when I played my yeah. Sorcerer for two and a half years, my most used cantrip outside of what I was using to attack was Message. Yeah. Because I just loved it so much. It's, like, yeah, it's telepathy. Dude, it's... It's, so, it's useful, too. It's super useful. Super useful, uh, even in combat too. I mean, it, it's just telepathy is just one of those things that you're always going to be using in your campaign, in of combat, outside of combat. Um, in the first critical role campaign, um, one of the player characters like was able to homebrew build um, these like earpieces, basically, which are just like comms, and they use those things like every session. Yes, 
because it's just it's so strong and it's so useful to have some kind of telepathy power. Um, so I think giving telepathy to the knowledge cleric is just really really cool, and I really like that because like nobody gets that except for the telepathy spell, which is an eighth level spell. So <laughs> okay, that's knowledge. All right, now we're onto life domain. <laughs> uh. We had several takes of this, and I honestly don't even know if what we ended up with is nerfed. Yeah, I don't think. I think it, I it, think doing your like intelligence can prepare everyone else spontaneous might uh, help as well. That might be able to do it because, as is in the player's handbook, the life domain, especially especially when you get to higher levels, is insane. Like okay. Unless you have, like, an idea of what you want your cleric to be and, like, their theme. Dude, choose life. It's so good. Like, it's so good. <laughs> choose life. Dude, just... Like an <laughs> choose life. Um, one of our players, like, loves life clerics. He, he's, like, on his third one. <laughs> <laughs> and, I look, look, I'm not, I'm not like, mad or anything... Uh, you know, he, he's a great player, and, like, if you love something, like, yeah, whatever, play it. No, no, you know, nobody cares. Um, but, I mean, very strong. <laughs> he, well, what was his, the the life cleric he played was what? Got up to, like, 18th level at the highest? Yeah, I think it was Before 18th he was level. killed or something? Dude, uh... an 18th level life cleric is so powerful. Not only do they have access to 9th level spells... Including, like, what? What was that one? Like, Mass Heal or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but the abilities they get in the life domain are so <laughs> good. <laughs> but we nerfed it quite a bit. Um, I'm pretty sure we kept the spells the same. The domain spells the same. Oh, they're Wisdom, by the way. Yes. I think these ones are the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Spells are the same. They're the same. Uh, but we actually right. nerfed it quite a bit and moved moved a lot of abilities around. So so why don't, why don't we talk about that? We did indeed. So first level, instead of getting proficiency in heavy armor, now you get this ability called Aura of Preservation. Oh, oh and, and Disciple of Life, by the way. You also get that at first level. Oh yes. It, sorry, not 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 in our new one. In the old one. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Instead of the two abilities that you get, the base life domain, you instead get this ability. Aura Preservation. Alright? You emit an aura. When a friendly creature within 30 feet of you makes a death saving throw, they have advantage on it. In addition, when a creature with like, a friendly creature 30 feet of you regains hit points and they had, like be healed up to their maximum hit points, instead of those extra hit points, of, like hit points that they could have been healed just being lost because they're already at max hit points, they instead gain temporary hit points equal to your wisdom modifier. Yep. I like this. It's like a little overheal ability. Mm -hmm. Coupled in with his ability to gain uh, advantage on death saving throws. Um, and we should mention when they regain hit points from a spell. So. Sorry, yes. Yeah, it's yes, not like potions you. or rests or whatever. Um, don't apply to this. Getting the the if they hit their max, getting the temporary hit points. Um, time will and playtesting would have to tell how broken that ability would be. Um, 
if it's fine and balanced or if it could be too strong. Um, but I mean, I mean, I think it, I think it's fine. The reason we, we, we were going to have that you gain temporary hit points equal to like the access hit points, but that could get out of hand very quickly at higher levels. Um, yes. Like, let me cast mass heal <laughs> and give all 700 hit points to the, our frontliner who now has 650 temporary hit points. <laughs> Um, or something like that. At lower levels, it actually might be really strong, because maybe the access heal is just one hit point, and, but then they gain three temporary hit points. Um, so, depends. I feel like, though, it is fine. Because they have to hit max, and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. If yes. we would nerf this, I would say that you have to activate the aura, and it only lasts for a while. Instead of always having the aura on. That would be the... If we had to nerf it, that's what I would add. We do also, I'm realizing as we're reading through this, we need to add like, a time limit on like how long the temporary hit points last. Just state it. You know? No. Well, no, I think, I think, there, I think you lose them on, on the, whenever you take a rest. You do, you do, you do. You lose only temporary hit points on the rest. But yeah. I'm saying you could like limit this yeah. to... And for a little bit of your next... Oh, until the yeah. end of their next turn or... Start yeah. the next turn or for a minute, you know? Yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely another thing we could do. Um, I am in love with the first ability, which gives people advantage on death saving throws. That is just so fresh. <laughs> Gabe came up with that. It's just so fresh. No ability like... I've ne I would never even consider the concept of having advantage on a death... Or disadvantage on a death saving throw. But it makes a as lot of sense. As far as I know, there's only two... There are two ways... Two ways to gain advantage on death saving throws in the player's handbook. One, be a monk. I think at like 13th level, the inability to get them. Oh, you know, that's proficiency. That's proficiency, I think. All saving throws. I could be wrong. It might be advantage. I get uh, one of the two. But then lucky would be the other. Oh, sure. But that's not an advantage exactly. Yeah. Um, yep. Sure. So that's our new uh, first level thing. Instead of getting heavy armor and disciple of life, which... Um, we moved. Okay. Channel yes. Divinity at second level is Sacrificial Protection. You can use Channel Divinity to sacrifice your own health in order to protect those around you. When a friendly creature that you can see within 30 feet of you takes damage, you may use your reaction to take that damage instead. So, situational, but it can come in very clutch. And it's not overpowered. Not at all. Um, yeah, this one thing really nerfs the, the life cleric already. Yes, because looking at what the channel of divinity that they did have was, it's literally just more healing. Yeah. It's... <sighs> and good healing. <laughs> good healing. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. This is a nerf. I still think it works well. It's interesting. Adds a little trade-off there you can consider. Nice little situational ability. I think it's a step in the right direction for the life cleric. Alright, moving on. Sixth level. Did we keep this the same? I think... Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, not gonna really go over that. You know, you're looking at the life cleric and the player's hand, but you already know what this ability is. You gain hit points when you, like, kill people with spells. Alright, Disciple of Life, that first level ability, is now moved to fill the 11th level slot here. It still exists. 
it's still there. We were kind of running out of ideas on how we can change the life domain without straying from the flavor of it. So just in order to nerf it a little bit, we moved to the level level. Yep. And settled on that. Um, also, just getting it at 11th level compared to 1st level, just the difference in power level is just greatly reduced. Yes. All right. Speaking of reduced, we get to the 17th level ability. Nice. Nice segue. So, in the player's handbook, life players at the 17th level get this nice little, you know, it's not... It's not super impactful or whatever. <laughs> it's just a small little ribbon ability called Supreme Healing, where it's not even going to come into play often, you know? Oh, Who never. heals as a life cleric? <laughs> so instead of maxing the amount of healing that they can put out with each spell, we instead gave them this nice little ability called Lifebringer. You can reduce the material cost of components, we haven't decided whether it's by half or completely when you cast a spell that restores a creature to life, as in Revivify or Choose Re Resurrection. Look, guys. Thoughts? The, the, the flavor and theme of life is so limited, definitely because nature is also another domain, that, <laughs> I mean, other than hit points, what else is there? Yeah, Resurrection. Um, this is like really strange i have no idea how this would actually turn out or how impactful this would be to a game because 17th level are you just like gods and you have all the money in the world reviving people doesn't matter not super sure but also who is ever going to play this class rebuild cleric to 17th level so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no um obviously we don't want to think like that but yeah no idea what how this would impact a game but it's uh it's an interesting you know it's an interesting little concept there also I want to point out, in the Supreme Healing feature, it says, for example, instead of restoring 2d6 hit points to a creature, you restore 12, because, you know, you just restore max immediately. What spell restores 2d6 hit points? <laughs> anyway, just curious why that was the user's example, huh. instead of, like, 1d8, you know? Yeah. Okay. Light Domain. So. Light Domain? Yeah, so here's the thing. Light domain in the player's handbook is just the fire domain. <laughs> Dude, their domain spell list it's very is true. just fire. Burning hand, fairy of fire, flaming sphere, scorching ray, fireball, wall of fire, you know, flame strike, like all so much fire stuff. But if you read the description at the beginning of the light domain, I'll read I'll, I'll read the first sentence. Gods of light promote the ideals of rebirth and renewal, truth Vigilance and beauty, often using the symbol of the sun. There's way—they don't even mention fire in there. So, taking way these more other concepts like truth just and fire, yeah. TK fire. Yeah. <laughs> taking these concepts of things like truth and vigilance and stuff, I tweaked the domain spells a bit to add things like zone of truth, aura of purity, dispel evil and good, to reflect that instead of just having a just full of fire spells. Because also, let's be honest. That's not even useful. Having a gazillion fire spells. Um, and their spe spellcasting ability is charisma. Because they're, they're in my mind, light domain are kind of like leaders. You know, beacons of hope and light. Yeah. And because we wanted some of them to be charisma casters. Woohoo! Alright, so, slight changes in the light domain spells. 
That's a nice little thing there. Then we get on to the first level abilities. So I believe these are relatively similar. The bonus cantrip is the same. You gain the light cantrip if you don't already know it. Then warding flare we changed a little bit if I remember correctly. Yeah. So warding flare is really, really strong. Um, yes. I changed it to just one use that you recover on a shorter long rest. Instead of use is equal to your charisma modifier, or, you know, what would be your charisma uh, modifier, and you regain on a long rest. Just because I think it's really strong, definitely, at earlier levels. Um, however, I'm not sure how good it becomes later on, just having this one use. And to balance that out, I was thinking, instead of getting the light cantrip, because, come on, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> getting proficiency with heavy armor. And that also kind of feeds into, like, more kind of, like, the captain on the battlefield beacon of kind of hope kind of thing. That could work. That could work. I think I'm going to do that because, you know. Alright. So, they get heavy armor at first level and warding flare once per short or long rest. Instead of chrism or uh, wisdom modifier for long rest. Alright, moving on. I don't believe... I think... Everything I else think the is the same, the same, except for potent spellcasting. Yes. So let's get to that. Instead of potent spellcasting, we get Beacon of Justice. Alright. When a creature within 30 feet misses you, this is an attack roll or... What has happened with me today? Actually, it's not today. This just happens every episode. <laughs> no worries. Reset. Reset. Alright, One other creature other than you within 30 feet if he misses an attack roll or fails a saving throw. You can use your reaction to present your holy symbol and allow them to re-roll. You can make this choice after you see the roll before the DM says whether the roll succeeds or fails. You can use this feature a number of times, you go to your charisma modifier minimum once, and you regain all uses when you finish a long rest. Yep. 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 Um, Beacon justice. If we were to nerf this, we would just make this a channel divinity feature. Correct. At least yeah. in my mind. Okay, let's hop through these last ones here because these are the most boring. Nature, you know, just a druid. Um, so, <laughs> um, just play a druid. Uh, so nature <laughs> is wisdom. And I don't think we changed any of the domain spells. Acolyte of nature. Oh, I think bonus proficiency. Is all the same. Um, channel Divinity is the same. Dampen Elements is the same. Instead of Divine Strike, though, uh, I came up with Channel Divinity Bestial Transformation. At 11th level, your god is giving you the ability to transform into the animals of nature. As an action on your turn... Transform can... into a furry. Yes. No. As an action on your turn, you can present your holy symbol and cast a Polymorph spell. The spell can only target you, and your mental ability scores are not replaced by the beasts. So, kind of like Wild Shape a little bit, uh, a little bit. you polymorph, but you can only target yourself. Um, however, instead of the drawbacks of polymorphing, you are your friends, which is your mental ability scores are changed. Um, you can still keep your mental ability scores. Um, one reason that makes Wild Shape so much better than polymorph uh, is that. So, except, you know, you can't. You can only Wild Shape yourself. So, just kind of like a, a little Wild Shape, basically, uh, that you get at 11th level. Um... Obviously, you're, you're probably not going to be using this in combat too much to, like, turn into, like, a, a fighting kind of beast. Maybe. Um, but at 11th level, you're probably already stronger than 
any beast <laughs> of any challenge rating. Um, so, you know, usually you're going to use this for things like turning into an eagle, you know, or like a, a bug or, you know, something to like scout or sneak or to fly or to take your, you know, transform into a whale to take people across the ocean or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I really like wild so shape. weird. Yeah, that was a weird example. <laughs> I like polymorph uh, and wild shape uh, because there, I feel like there's so much utility things you can do with it. And you can be really creative with the beast you transform into. Um, so I really like that kind of stuff. And then Master of Nature is the same. All right. There we go. That was the Nature Domain. Uh, player Clite, as we can call it. You mean Druid? Now, sorry, Druid Light. Yeah. Yes. Diet Druid. <laughs> yeah. Tempest Domain. The weirdest uh, domain, dude. Yeah. So it's weird. a little bit weird. You just... Like, just... Tempests, dude. Just, Storms. Just nature. Like, why is Tempest a domain? Just nature. Is it just, like, nature but more violent? Yeah, it's just violent nature. Look, okay, this is so weird. Let me read the description. Gods whose portfolios include the Tempest domain govern storms, sea, and sky. They include gods of lightning and thunder, okay, gods of earthquake, and then some fire gods, but the light domain already exists. Anyway, their wisdom... And certain gods of violence, physical strength, and courage. Yeah, but that's like light to me. I don't know, man. I think we changed some... Oh yeah, they have insect plague, you guys. <laughs> so, they get the domains... They Tempest has like fog cloud. Thunder wave, call lightning, right? Normal. But then at ninth level, they get insect plague, dude. <laughs> like why? So weird. Also, we just have a vendetta against insect plague. Because <laughs> it there's a there's an incident that happened once. Um, but that's where, not important. Oh, coincidentally, for now. it was a tempest cleric, who um. Who cast Insect Plague, like, basically on, on the whole battlefield. And it was just hitting everybody, including the party. It was a, it was a fun time. Um, Gabe's a little hurt. So I'm not. We just... <laughs> I'm very hurt. <laughs> I was a DMing, so I didn't really care, but, uh... So, we changed, uh, instead of Insect Plague, we couldn't really find anything else that worked, so we just used Maelstrom from Elemental Evil. And if you don't have access to it, uh, we, we linked it to the D&D Spells website. From the document. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay. There you go. Let's hop into this. Efficiencies are the same. We changed their other first level ability. Yes. So instead of Wrath of the Storm, which is, I believe, a reactionary thing where you can take, make people take lightning damage when they attack you, it's, I it's, think. It's just weird. It's just weird. Um... Yeah. Alright. In the words of Shilots, it's just weird. Yeah. So instead they have Destructive Wrath, which is basically Great Weapon Master, but for lightning or thunder damage. Yeah. So they actually get Destructive Wrath as usually, like in, in the player's handbook, they get Destructive Wrath as their channel divinity, which says when you roll lightning or thunder damage, you can use your channel divinity to deal max damage instead of rolling. Um, I don't like that. 
at all. Just any anything that like deals max damage and stuff is kind of interesting and kind of volatile. And also like when are you dealing thunder and lightning? You know what I mean? It's just a little weird using your channel divinity for that. So instead, we just change it to first level because you already gain proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor. That's a really big buff already. Um, and so just we just changed it so that you also get. Um, yeah, great weapon master. Whenever you roll a 1 or a 2 on a damage die when dealing lightning or thunder damage, you can reroll the die. Um, not gripping weapon... Great weapon fighting, sorry. The the fighting style, not yes. the feat. Yeah, sorry. The names are too similar. Yeah, and then we changed it to Channel Divinity to something way more applicable. Alright. Shocking lightning. So, second level, you can use the Channel Divinity to charge your weapon with electricity and momentarily stun your enemies. As a bonus action on your turn, you can use your channel of divinity to charge your weapon. The first time you hit a creature through weapon attack before the end of your next turn, they become stunned until the end of their next turn. It's a lot of next turns in there. Yeah. But. I like this ability. It's a smite. I don't like stunning players. Yeah. But players stunning things is different. Yeah, I agree. Um, we talked about this a lot. The, the first concept that I come up with was like you choose a point within range. And everyone within five feet of that point, like, has to make a save or be stunned. Um, like, you're, like, charging the air with electricity or whatever. But we, we change it to a smite to balance it out uh, and, and fit it more to, you know, kind of the the your, the Tempest already is using lots of weapons and stuff because of martial weapons. Um, so we just kind of change it into a smite. Okay. Yeah, simple enough, I think. So, Okay. In at sixth level, you in the player's handbook, when you do lightning damage to a larger, smaller creature, you can push it up to ten feet away from you. This is like the weirdest thing in the world. So situational and bad. I renamed it to Tempest Winds and said when a spell you cast deals damage to a larger, smaller creature, you can also push it up to ten feet away from you. Make it way more applicable than just dealing lightning damage. However, is this too good? We're not super sure yet. Gabe, what do you think? Um, I think because it's not chainable, it's not like, oh, like when you hit it with a weapon attack, you can do it. I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. Battlefield control isn't too crazy, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. The only way would be, like, through, you know, concentration effects... Where you are concentrating yeah. on the spell and they're just stuck inside of it. Yeah, because once again, Tempest already gets proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor. They will be doing lots of weapon fighting along with their spell casting. I don't know if they're going to be doing lots of damage spells. Um, so, yeah. Let, we'll see. I definitely did not want to make it a save, though. Because that slows the game down so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we kept Divine Strike for them. So they can deal extra 1d8 thunder damage when they hit with a weapon attack. In my opinion, it, it fit pretty well. Um, Gabe, what do you think? I think it's fine for you sparingly. Yep. Like, uh, uh, no, like in subclasses, not right. necessarily in combat. Yeah. Obviously, not in combat. You're using this. You're using this. But I don't think every spell, every uh, subclass needs to have their own divine strike. Mm -hmm. And and it it balances out a little bit because some of the other abilities have to do with spell casting, such as one we just talked about when you cast a spell. 
or the Destructive Wrath, right, when you roll damage when dealing Lightning or Thunder damage, which is typically coming from a spell. When this um, is actually, you know, applies to weapon fighting, so it balances it in the sense that you have to make that choice each turn, are you going to attack with your weapons, or are you going to cast a spell? Um, which uh, helps balance it out a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I think it makes sense. 17th level ability, same thing. Yep, Stormborn. Flying speed. Yep. Alright, trickery. My favorite. My favorite. <laughs> Alright, these are Charisma Casters. As we stated before, did we change the spell list? No, because it's perfect. It is perfect. I love like everything about the trickery domain. So, um, <laughs> yes, the domain spell list is perfect. How it is, I love it so much. All right, that's my answer from from him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, blessing of the trickster, I believe, is the same thing. Yep. Yep. Invoke duplicity. The same. Same thing. All right. I know we were like, thinking of changes, but we never yeah. didn't change it. Same thing. All right. What did we change? Cloak did of Shadows. Did change anything? So yes. regularly at sixth level, uh, you get the Channel Divinity Cloak of Shadows. You can uh, Let me read it from the Player's Handbook. You can use your Channel Divinity to vanish. As an action, you become invisible until the end of your next turn. You become visible if you attack or cast a spell. This is so situationable, situationable, situational, and honestly bad, um, because in my mind, invisit like this is just like an escape ability. I don't even know. Um, in my mind, invisibility is so much more than con like it use its uses in combat. It's for sneaking around, scouting, spying, all that fun stuff. So I just changed it so that at 6th level, you can use your Channel Divinity to cast the Invisibility spell without expending a spell slot. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Just kidding. Um, Alright. Yeah, give give it, like, more uses so you can be more creative with it. Because, and also make it better, because honestly, the Tricker Domain is, is not that powerful. I know, they get blink though. <laughs> Alright. Improved duplicity, I think, is the same. Uh, but uh, instead of uh, divine strike, we changed it. Oh yes, sorry, I missed over that. All right, blur reality, eleventh level. God's given you the power to turn illusion into reality. As well as actually on your turn, you can swap places with the duplicate I created by invoke duplicity. <sighs> Got through it. Good job, man. Me and you together, in, in, in the trenches here, trying to pronounce the words we've written. Um, yeah, swap in place with your, with your duplicates as a bonus action. And with improved duplicity at 17th level, you get four duplicates. This just becomes so fun. <laughs> I do wonder if it is too much, though. What do you mean? It's a bonus action, I guess you, you're missing out on your spiritual weapon strike. Uh, Spiritual. Don't even talk to me about that spell. <laughs> um, I I don't think this is too good. I don't think it's too bad. I think it's just depend. Like it's gonna come up every once in a while. That that you'll need to do this. So, yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bada bing, bada boom. Last one. 
War Domain. So, this is one like my f- my favorite change of yeah. spellcasting ability. Yeah. Changing the War Domain to an intelligence spellcaster. Yep. I love it so much. Yep. Gives it a much more like defined flavor for me just by changing the spellcasting ability. By changing it to intelligence, you automatically know like okay, this is like a war domain cleric is someone who uh, the gods, a uh, god like a war or whatever thing like your Ares or uh, why can't I Athena Mars? Oh, you know yeah, and you've like studied yeah. Like the art of this, the art yeah. of your god, that your god practices, and your god is the perpetrator of, you know? It's art of war, and you know about it. You're smart about it. You got stuff in your brain about it. Yes, yeah. We got it. Smarts. <laughs> um, This one change <laughs> makes me want to play a War Domain Cleric. Yes. I have no desire to play War Domain Cleric. It's just very similar to, like, a Paladin to me, and I don't like Paladins. Um, just the concept of, like, a Paladin and War Domain Cleric is just not enticing to me personally. But literally changing this podcasting ability to Intelligence <laughs> makes this way more enticing to me because of, like, the flavor change. Because yeah. I, I want to be a War Domain Cleric and be really smart, like a, like a tactician. Like, that's so... So cool. <laughs> um, and of course, making it not wisdom anymore uh, helps nerf it because war is very powerful. Yes. Now that we're talking about this, I wonder if we could like we could like change this more into like a more of a uh, you know someone who manipulates the battlefield. I agree, actually. Yeah, it's pretty. We basically kept the same things. Um, nerfed them a little bit. <laughs> The we kept divine strike, we kept avatar of battle, we kept war yeah, priest. We could definitely make this into a warlord. Yeah, yes, I agree. the the diff The only difference is with war god's blessing at sixth level. Uh, normally, you use your action to grant a creature a plus ten to their roll, um, but I changed it to advantage before they make the roll to nerf it a bit, um, because I th- I think they're pretty powerful. But now that we're talking, I think we're gonna revamp this whole thing, <laughs> and make it more of a warlord. <laughs> Not not the whole thing, but you know, like I would say, we probably keep like war priest. Um, but yeah, I think we change guided <laughs> strike and everything. So, huh. yeah, by the time listening to this episode, it's going to be something different. You'll see it on the document. <laughs> and that's the subclasses. Yes, sir. There they are. Them's the subclasses. <laughs> I'm. I'm so scared for Wizard. Just our two-hour episode. We have to go through eight <laughs> subclasses, dude. <sighs> and we're really going to change those subclasses. Some of them are just... Yeah. Annoying to me. Yep. Okay. Hey, we have one thing we got to decide on. Well, a couple things. One thing, what's the fifth level ability we're going to give clerics for the base class? The second thing, what are we going to do with like the knowledge domain and their, their, their domain spells and stuff? Alright, one thing at a time. Huh. Okay. Can I say something? No. For the 5th level ability, destroy undead is where you get a 5th level, and that is just an upgrade to turn undead, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We got rid of turn undead. Instead, we we came up with versatile casting. 
So fifth level, if we were to go the same route and upgrade versatile casting, I would say a very simple, cool fix would be now you can choose the spell from any spell list instead of just cleric. I like the idea, but it's just too low level. What do you mean? You have that ability at 5th level. Dude, you get Destroy Undead at 5th level, okay? No one uses Destroy Undead. You get access to 3rd level I, I spells. Know. That's like the big thing for 5th level for casters. Nobody but gets I'm anything. saying that Nobody that's essentially a Wish level. Light. Druid doesn't get anything at 5th level. I'm saying I like the idea. I think it's just introduced it too early of another level. Okay. Fifth does not get... Uh, sorry, Sorcerer doesn't get anything at fifth level. Warlock doesn't. And Wizard doesn't. So, the cool fifth level thing is third level spell slots. Yeah. Which I think is fine. Third so, level spells are sure. big boost. Sure. Okay. So what do you think then? What level do you think we should give this thing? Right. Yeah, let me look at the table here. We have a big blank spot, 13th, 14th, 15th. Um, and then the Boom. other open slots are 7th and 9th. Then we put it at... Alright, 15th, they get 8th level spells. I can put it at, like, 14th. You want to put this at 14th? This is really good. I guess so, but that's so far down the line. It's a really good ability. It, it, it's... I don't think it's really good. I think it's great. But I, I wouldn't say it's, like, amazing. They're, if we keep them as prepared casters, they're already super flexible. And clerics have a very good spell list. And then the yeah. ability to cast spells from others, like, any spell list that they want. Okay, what, what about ninth level? Alright, I'd be fine with ninth level as long as we restricted it to like fifth level spells and under. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here, here here's what I'll say. At ninth, you get the ability, you get the feature. But only from like the wizard spell list. But then at fourteenth you can choose from any spell list. I think that's a little weird. Yeah, that is. Because just just the wizard spell list. That's like already <laughs> like 85% of the spells at your disposal. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And wizard spell list. I mean, yeah. There's other, I mean, you know, Bard and Druid and, there, you know, there's Paladin Smites. Okay. Paladin Smites. What, what are we calling this ability or this feature? I always get that screwed up. Ability is not a feature. <laughs> Different thing in the game. What do we call it? Even more versatile. 
the most versatile. Versatileer. Yeah. Flexible casting? Dang it. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's something else, isn't it? Adaptable? Improved versatile casting. Would you I say? Don't know. Improved versatile casting? Yeah. I mean. Yep. I mean, yeah. I guess. Okay, in that case, we don't need to even have this. And then, versatile casting. When you reach ninth level, you can cast the spell from. You can choose the spell from any spell list, not just the cleric. I think we need to limit this to fifth level spells and under. Okay. If you cast a spell with this feature that is not on the cler cleric spell list, the spell must be fifth level or lower. When you reach 14th level, the spell must be I don't know, 7th level or lower? That fine? Sure. No, I think we do, we do, we still put, like, uh, improved versatile casting as a feature here. Just like, uh, what's the bar to do this kind of like this? Yeah. Oh, it's called, it's versatile casting improvement is what you say. Yeah, okay, okay, sure. Improvement, sure. okay. Alright, that's all good. Last thing we need to decide is for, like, the knowledge thing. Are we going to do it that just intelligence casters um, can prepare and everyone else spontaneous, or are we doing it that the, the knowledge cleric uh, can choose their domain spells from the wizard spell list or what? I don't know. We're on the fence. What are the, the strengths and weaknesses of both? Well, by just making the knowledge, like, be able to choose from wizard, we're just messing with one subclass. By doing yeah, it... It's a lot simpler. With, with the others, we're messing with the whole class. And greatly nerfing it. Too. Which, maybe that's a good thing. Correct. I don't think so. I think clerics kind of need prepared because of things like restoration and, and that kind of stuff. I think it's I like it that clerics can prepare their spells to kind of fit the situation to help support the part of the best. Um, but I mean, yeah. I'd be fine with either. I see what you're saying. But we already do have kind of like a solution for that with versatile casting. Mm. You're right. 
You are right. Huh. I guess we'll we'll figure it out, and then by the time you listen, we will figure episode, it out. You'll know. <laughs> Is that everything? I think that's everything. This one was a monster. <laughs> uh, so many subclasses. So many subclasses. Oh my gosh, this one uh, was was like, much harder. Um, I like how. Why, why the... does the cleric and wizard have so many more subclasses? Yeah. So. I like subclasses. how for the the barbarian and the bard rebuild, we like had to add a subclass, <laughs> <laughs> and in this one, like it took so much work just to fix the subclasses they already had. Hey guys, let us know uh, what you think about this um, in in Discord. Let's let's have a conversation about it. Um, we love doing these. We're gonna do the about to say fighter. We're doing the druid next month. Um, which only has two subclasses, which is so nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited for. I love the druid. So, all right, really excited for that. All right. Until then, until or until we release another podcast episode. Yeah. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Stay safe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, and yep. play our rebuilt mystic. <laughs> Dude, you guys know it's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> um, real quick, we may have uh, some upcoming uh, actual play series in the works, still in conversation, that may be coming up for the podcast. If you listen all the way to now, yeah, by the way, that's a cool thing that may be coming up. Still not 100%. Obviously, you will know on our Instagram and Discord and stuff um, when we get that figured out. But, uh, yeah. Coolio. Coolio. Until then.